0: Prince Track by Track presents Midnight Vultures, Track by Track. Today we'll be talking about Peaches, Ampersand Cream, the sixth track from Midnight Vultures, released on the 23rd of November 1999, written by Beck, uh, produced by Beck and Mickey Petralia on the track... Uh, It is Beck, and I think it is mostly the band that are on here for most of the tracks, which is Justin Metal Johnson, Roger Joseph, Manning Jr., and Joey Waronica. The track is 4 Minutes 54, and joining me to talk about today is Stan Ferguson. Hello, Stan. Hey there, Darren. Uh, This is probably, I mean, I don't know if I would say this is like my second or third favorite track on the album. Uh, I'm not sure where I would place it. I'd have to take a look at the the tracks and i mean i know deborah is definitely my favorite right um and i think probably you know sex laws peaches and queen mixed business probably all on roughly the same level um and then probably after that like hollywood freaks and i think maybe pressure zone and then maybe nicotine and gravy oh this Um, is a
1: great track i'm just gonna go ahead and say it
0: right off most of those tracks are still all five out of five from me but i'm just saying in terms of you know where I place it. I think Deborah's probably my absolute favorite track off here. But yeah, I like I like any of the songs on here where Beck sounds like Prince. That's my uh, that's the thing that I like. <laughs> so <laughs> he kind of um,
1: nails it here. It sounds... Yeah,
0: I mean when he does the kind of the ooh 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 peaches and cream in the chorus, and he kind of goes up into his falsetto. Yeah. Um, you know, like perfect kind of Prince impression. I, the
1: um, music, yeah. everything, and there's a, there's a little uh, there's an edge to the music that definitely sounds like Beck. So it, it sounds like Beck doing a Prince song, um, yeah. But his little imitation of Prince feels like an imitation of Prince, but also feels authentic. It's really strange, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I lo- I mean I love kind of like when you get the, the the opening, which I think is like the guitar and bass, and you have that kind of um, kind of syncopated thing that's at the start, the kind of you know the opening kind of chords. Um, and throughout the track you'll have points where um, like the introduction, like after that part, the, the kind of um, the, the dooning doing, doing, do, that part, when you have like the the way that the chords are played and there's like little kind of, I don't know look kind of punctuations between the different instruments um, that kind of builds on that syncopation and then kind of when the, when the, when the words come in, when the, like the first verse comes in, the way Beck is singing the words is kind of like slightly syncopated as well, so um I don't know, it's just it like the production on it is really kind of wonderful. Um, and then also you kind of get kind of, um, I, don't, I mean, they're not nonsense lyrics, but <laughs> there are certain things where, I mean, like the little bridge, which probably one of my favorite things in the entire song, where he's saying, you know, keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Like, <laughs> that kind of and <laughs> just kind of repeats it like a few times. I, this um, may be few,
1: one of the more, like, especially, you know, compared I and mean, this is an early Beck, but if you consider like Beck's most popular stuff, this song has a lot of nonsense lyrics but it actually probably makes more sense than a lot of his earlier songs definitely more than loser
0: yeah i was going to say like loser is kind of seen as kind of quintessential Beck. i think the funny thing about like certainly some of like the 90s kind of like college acts is um you know the ones that kind of got big on college radio is there is there are points when they basically all ran the risk of being one hit wonders Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like Beck with Loser, he really ran the risk of if nothing else after that hit, he was basically going to be a one-hit wonder just for that song. Um, and I'd say the same is true of um, Smashing Pumpkins for Today. Yeah. Like if the, if there was nothing else after that that was a hit, that would have been they would have been a one-hit wonder for that. Um, you know, and there's a few other acts where you like you look at stuff and it's like, oh, if they don't have another hit, this is like this is the end of their career. <laughs> like they're, they're literally one-hit wonders for this specific song. And uh, I think it's kind of lucky that Beck, you know, when he when he followed up, um, you know, uh, was it Odelay was I think the the where he had like uh, new pollution and devil's haircut and stuff, like he had all these, you know, he proved that basically he wasn't a one-hit wonder, right? Um, but his style was still very much kind of, you know, in this kind of that that kind of grunge thing of kind of just. You know, stream of consciousness nonsense lyrics <laughs> like, <laughs> and that that seemed to be something that was kind of like all grunge bands at some point. When you when you get down to their lyrics, you're like, what is going on here? What are they talking about? Like, <laughs> it kind of makes no sense. Um, you know, even something like Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. Like, you you you'll like listen to the the kind of verses and you're like, I don't know what he's singing about. Like, and then you get to the chorus, but you're like, oh well, now it makes sense. Like. And I, I think there's just some of that in um, in Beck as well, where he does have this tendency. And this album is kind of full of, like, occasional nonsense lyrics. Right. Um, you know, but I I think this one is probably one of the more straightforward songs. <laughs> like, it's about it's feels cohesive like there's as cohesive <laughs> Yeah, there feels like there's a certain... Like, particularly when he opens up with the, you know, don't tell your right hand baby what your left hand do. Like, you know, the right hand not knowing what the left hand does. Like, that's... You know, that's like a well-known kind of um, kind of truism that, that Becky's kind of just taking apart and expressing in a slightly different way. So that kind of wordplay, something that Prince would also do, would would take common phrases and, you know, take them apart and say them in the wrong order and stuff like that. So, like, when he opens up with that, I'm like, yeah, that, you know, that that kind of, you know. But then when he's like, you know, those coat check girls will make your brown breath blue. I'm like, sorry? What? <laughs> brown breath blue? Well, I'm... I'm, I'm and guessing I guess, I, uh, shitty breath. I mean, it's it's a reference to brown
1: eyes blue, but you know, yeah.
0: But that but when when he says blue, like if you think of someone who's you know going blue due to breathing, it's like because they can't breathe. It's like, what? Are they going to strangle you? What's like, <laughs> like? But then you can't even think about that because immediately he says, you know, he does his falsetto, you know, ooh-ooh-ooh-ooh, peaches and cream. Yeah, um, make a garbage they, man
1: scream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, which. I, 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 the thing is, like sometimes you know, Prince will do kind of simple rhymes, and I think Beck is guilty of that on this album quite a bit. There are a few songs where it's just kind of simple rhymes, right? But here, I just like "Peaches and Cream," "Garbage Man," "Scream," "Such a Dangerous Dream." Like, I, like they're simple rhymes, but they really work. Like, it's uh, you know, I, I mean, you, like you kind of understand what he's saying. Right. like, okay,
1: and you're starting to feel like it's kind of a novelty song, almost like an intentional parody of a Prince song. He continues in such a way that the person to whom he is singing is apparently what i would ass- i can only assume is a is a broken literally broken person uh <laughs> yeah. based off the next stanza and yeah. that is absolutely everything that he finds erotic about her
0: yeah and and the thing is as well like you know the whole you know you look good in that sweater Mm -hmm. and that aluminum crutch (laughs) like like, okay i'm gonna let you down easy i've got a delicate touch like it does feel like it's prince-esque but prince would never kind of he would never draw attention to someone's flaws like that like that, that like that's not something that prince ever does like you know if if prince is trying to seduce you he he compliments you that's how he does it like that's his seduction technique right he would never start pointing out that you're walking around with a, a crutch like it's I don't know I just I just kind of love how it's so it's like it's not parody in the way of like weird al it's right. just someone who has musically nailed down exactly what Prince does. And then lyrically is 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 kind of taking what Prince does and then exaggerating it just a little bit Right. to the point where you're like Prince would never sing about a garbage man screaming like that's just not something he would ever sing but he would sing about someone screaming uh-huh. and he would tell you why they're screaming but it wouldn't be because of peaches and cream like you know and and so uh, so I like I like that kind of touch that right. it feels like Beck has to this point listened to every Prince song and he knows like, the formula of what a successful Prince song is, and he's like, well, okay, I think I can do that. Yeah. Um, And he does a similar thing later with Deborah, where, but that's more of, like, in the mold of, you know, how you would think, like, a Prince Seduction song would be. Um, Except, of course, he can't remember the person's name. He's like, I think it's Deborah. Uh, Whereas here, this, like, you know, I mean, I I think my favorite part probably is kind of like the, the, you know, the third verse. Uh, where the where the, the like the this the kind of the pace of it changes slightly and the sound changes like the production changes a little bit um you know there's a kind of like I i don't know what it sounds like it sounds like a a kind of a line that kind of changes uh, where he sings you're a torn out page from a best selling book your dad is uh, sorry your home girls on the line but your dad is off the hook uh, <laughs> uh, which is kind of i, I love, and when he says where do we go now is that um, a reference which, to a
1: sweet child of mine
0: I don't I mean the way he sings it it almost sounds like it is doesn't it but because in that it's where do we go but here is like where do we go now but obviously the end of Sweet Child of Mine is where do we go now right so yeah so I I know it feels like maybe he's quoting it or it's meant to be a slight reference to that but I mean I, I love the kind of like I mean just the imagery of you're a torn out page from a best selling book like I'm not quite sure what he's trying to say, but it, it's, it, I don't know, it's just kind of an interesting image. Um, and I like the contrast of the, you know, your homegirl's on the line, but your daddy's off the hook. Like, that that could mean phone line, or it could mean off the hook, like, you know, this party's off the hook. Like I, I just love the wordplay. Right. Um, you know, and then we kind of get to, you know, probably the sexiest thing that happens on this album, where he says, <laughs> uh, give those pious soldiers another lollipop, because we're on the good ship. Ménage et trois. Now, the thing is, he doesn't say trois. He doesn't say trois as in three. Right. He says trois, as in you. Right. So instead of saying, like, uh, I mean, it's effectively, ménage means household in French. So instead of saying, you know, we're going to set up a household with three people where we're, you know, all sexual, he's basically saying we're going to set up a household with just the two of us. <laughs> and I love that. I love the kind of taking this thing that's kind of sexual and risque and just turning it into something completely mundane. Um, but I just, I love the way he hits the menage a trois, because I just, I love the way, like, it's just such a, a beautiful delivery of it. And I like the kind of, the the weird use of good ship lollipop. Yeah. But kind of where he's like, another lollipop because we're on the good ship. like He reverses just, it. Again, that kind of, yeah, that, that wordplay is just kind of, it's so good. And, like, just the, his delivery of just lollipop as well is, it, like... He really kind of hits some of these words, and it, it just like he really sells the idea that's going on in this song, which is of someone trying to be sexual, but not really kind of not really sexual in a daring way, but sexual in a, like the most mundane way possible, right? <laughs> like, you know, just suggesting that they set up home is basically what he's saying, but he's saying it in such a kind of sexual manner that you think, oh, well, this is going somewhere, but it's like, yeah, he's just. He's just saying, let's set up a, you know, it's me and you. Just a, a menage, menage two, basically. Yeah, it's
1: like being sexual in the least sexual way
0: possible. In just the most kind of vanilla possible way that he can. And even like peaches and cream. That's not like, that's not like a sexual thing. Like, peaches are not, like, they're not, they're, they're the kind of food that you give to babies and old people because they're easy to like eat, you know? Like, it, so there's, it's not like, uh, I don't know. I find it funny because it's, it's like it's meant to have some kind of sexual connotation as if it's, you know, like, I mean, most people, when you think of something sexual to do with cream, you think of like strawberries and cream It's well, seen as, you know. The
1: peach itself is, you know, is an allusion to um, oh, women's anatomy. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, kind of like in Face Off where he says I could eat a peach for hours. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, also, Prince did a song called Peach. Right. And he also in, did a song uh, called Cream. <laughs> Yeah, which, which, I mean, in, in the song Peach, he's literally talking about Maite's behind, so, um, you know, where he keeps saying she's a peach. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, like, there is there is different meanings for Peach, and I think, you know, that's that's why I kind of like it as part of the title, you know, the whole peaches and cream thing. Again, like, it's it's something that's trying to sound sexual, but it's kind of so mundane, and you're like, okay, I mean, let's have some peaches and cream. Like, it sounds nice. It's, it's, not, it's nothing kind of, like, uh, daring. Um and, th- and then, you know, when he, when he gets to the chorus uh, for, like, the penultimate time, he introduces, you know, like, after saying about making a, a garbage man scream, he then says, you're such a delicate thing. But the way he pronounces it, he makes it kind of rhyme with scream, which is, again, something I love when people kind of deliberately make words fit to a rhyme. And then, you know, we get this kind of, you're the only dream I'm going to need tonight. Right. Um, which is, you know, and then when he repeats it, he says, tonight, high height. Uh, which again, I love I love when people kind of stretch words out. Um, yeah, and then we get the kind of bridge of keep your lamplight trimmed and burning, which I, I'm not 100% sure what he's trying to say there, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how you'll, I don't know how, I, like, the lamplight part is the thing that's, you know, I guess trimmed and burning is, like, those are two things that you pretty don't want to, if, if I think he's talking about what he's talking about, it's being trimmed, you don't want it to be burning either, like, that's, it's, it seems kind of... Yeah, it... You know, that seems inadvisable. It
1: doesn't make a um, whole lot of sense, but it sounds hilarious.
0: Yeah, and it's done kind of with, um, you know, the, with extra voices. I'm guessing a couple of guys in the band are kind of doing the, the lower parts for it. You know, like, we've gone from this kind of You're the only dream I need tonight, in kind of a falsetto, to this kind of low, kind of very bassy part of the song. Um, and then we kind of go straight back to the chorus. And he's doing um, that then,
1: Prince kind of scream throughout it. Yeah,
0: that... The, the final chorus is where he really kind of starts kind of uh, doing the Prince Scream on certain lines and he adds in there you know because we've already had such a delicate thing added so he says come on girl it's a dream um, in there as well so one more one more thing to rhyme with cream and scream <laughs> which in effect are the same word because they, they both have got the word cream in but uh, yeah and you know we've kind of <laughs> towards the end the song kind of like you know f- it finishes up with him singing Peaches and Cream um, and then obviously you know we, we're we're onto broken train um but yeah i mean like i said probably not my favorite song but certainly top two or three off this album i just you know anytime that he kind of gets into the falsetto um you know i i always end up really enjoying those songs um and the production like i said so like so well done um you know particularly when you think of like the whole keep your lamp light trimmed and burning the the kind of the sound underneath there which i don't know what is making the sound but like it maybe it's some kind of like keyboards or something but there's like a specific kind of noise that is only due in the bridge um you know and the different the different kind of parts have you know have very specific kind of production sounds um you know it's just like the the, the, like all the instrumentation is like very well placed It's, it's something that you know is true of this entire album that the entire instrumentation on every track is usually very well suited to you know what the sound of the track is and you know this the the production on this makes it sound like a prince song (laughs) in the same way that the kind of delivery of the vocals make it sound like a prince song Um, even if most of the lyrics are kind of nonsense i mean i i think maybe out of everything in here prince might sing the line you look good in that sweater Um, (laughs) and that's pretty much it i don't (laughs) i don't know that there's anything else in here he might he might sing your daddy's off the hook um, yeah. but I don't know I mean you know everything else I don't feel like Prince would ever he wouldn't sing about garbage men that's the that's the thing like that's, <laughs> that's the thing that seals it uh is I mean the thing is if Prince at any point you know in his career had covered anything off Midnight Vultures I would have loved that just to hear Prince's kind of you know assessment of a Beck song doing Prince like just to kind of complete that circle it would have been interesting to see how he would have treated some of these songs um, but also just to hear him sing something like "You Make a Garbage Man Scream" that would have been, you know, that would have been wonderful. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I kind of showed my hand early, but you know, for me, five out of five. Um, there are very few songs on this album that I don't think are a five out of five. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy this album top to bottom. Um, you know, this is one of the songs that Beck did not perform live when I saw him in two thousand one. Oh, that's a shame. Um, which is a pity because I would, yeah. I, I mean, I've watched a few live performances of this on YouTube. And, uh, like the delivery, it's not quite like that. Beck is doing stuff that Prince did. Cause you know, if Prince was doing this on stage, there'd be a couple of splits going on. Um, and I don't think Beck in his entire life has ever done the splits. So. <laughs> um, but you know, the way he kind of like kind of approaches the mic and sings with his falsetto, the performances are a little bit kind of Prince like, um, you know, but Prince would have a guitar strapped around his neck and he'd be doing uh, the splits every few seconds. So that's the only thing that's kind of missing um but like seeing seeing some of the live performances it did kind of make me wish that i had seen it live um when when beck kind of performed in 2001 but i didn't so uh, one of the few songs off the album that he didn't perform live so i mean just you know i I think people are gonna get bored of me saying five out of five on this album
1: (laughs) well i'm gonna go ahead and agree with you and say this is a five out of five
0: (laughs) yeah i mean no yeah but like the like the production is like everything on it is just so well executed like uh, it's There's some of the songs on this album where I feel like the idea is there, but occasionally the execution doesn't match it. Mm-hmm. But I just think everything about this really works in terms of what they're going for. You can kind of tell that Beck is like, I want to do a song that's kind of like a Prince song, but contains stuff that he'd never sing. <laughs> and then, then this is exactly what we get.
1: Um, um, yeah, I would know. say this this song from the lyrics to the music to the sound of his voice is an artist at the top of his game, and that's artist. Every
0: syllable must be heard. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like we said about as much as we can about peaches and cream, the uh, the song, not the uh, foodstuffs. <laughs> so, let's go to plugs. Uh, is there anything that you wish to plug, Stan?
1: Yes. Uh, please listen to my uh, uh, my role play. Well, that sounds makes it sound weird. My tabletop role play game uh, <laughs> podcast. They see me rolling, where we're doing a whole thing based kind of on comic book superheroes. So check that out.
0: And where can we find that on?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you can find that anywhere. It's a podcast uh, where you find podcasts, and you can find me specifically on uh, twitter at race car fast lane and they see me rolling you can find it at tsmr cast on, on uh, twitter
0: great stuff you can normally find me on prince track track that's why i've said his name so many times <laughs> during this podcast uh, that is available everywhere and you can find it on twitter at prince podcast thanks once more for being my guest here stan
1: uh, it's been a pleasure Thank you for ha- thanks for having me on
0: and otherwise yeah. goodbye. Okay. i got a little bit of sympathy for you girl Cause I'm a I'm a full grown
1: man And I'm not a, Afraid to To